I, I don't think sharks actually sink boats. I mean, not if you get a big enough boat. Yeah. Sounds like something a shark would say, Rich. Shark sympathizer. I am a shark sympathizer. You're, look, you're, look, you're looking a little bloodlusty there, comrade. <laughs> Welcome to Brose. My name is Mad Casnell, and joining me as they always do are my bros. On an audio feed, it's Mr. Rich Sweeten. Hi, everyone. On an audio feed, it's Mr. Sean O'Brien. Hey, everybody. And on an audio feed, reporting live from the he- as, from the offices of the Friends of Pets charity, it's Mr. Tim Hansen. We have saved so many animals. So many 2, thousands. 400 dogs and 280 cats. No, no cats. Fuck cats. Uh, so, uh, let's see, this is where the story falls apart. <laughs> How you guys doing? Good. How you doing? Pretty good. 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 I missed yeah, you guys. Man. It's been a while since we recorded. Behind the scenes. Yeah, it's been four a billion years. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. Damn, uh, damn uh, holidays getting in the way, having to be able, having to pre-record. Mm-hmm. Having yeah. to love then, our families. And then me yeah. still not showing up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'm like, what the heck, man? <laughs> yeah, t- yeah, Tim just continued to not show up. Weird. Listen, Weird moving stuff. is hard. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, maybe you shouldn't have planned to move the day after you got super drunk and hung over and food poisoning all at the same time. Oof. Like, yeah, Why'd you do that? Because hey, I'm an idiot. As <laughs> weird as that you didn't schedule it until you were sick, and then like as you were throwing up, you're like, let's move today. <laughs> <laughs> let's do it. Let's do it now. Blah. Vomit everywhere. Vomit jokes here on the Brose Podcast. Welcome to the award-winning Brose Podcast. As always, we are available on all major podcasting platforms. What the fuck are you doing? <laughs> Bobblehead impression here. What is this? No we idea. represent the lollipop guild. The lollipop guild. The lollipop guild. And in the name of the lollipop guild, we wish you fucking in grades would learn math. Yeah, I don't know. I I did that motion like twice while we were making fun of me and my planning and being sick and not showing up, and then it was just like, eh, I'm just gonna keep doing it until somebody says something. You know, doing this visual thing on an audio medium. (laughs) Tim finally, yeah, finally adding physical comedy to this audio medium and taking a (laughs) stroll down the yellow brick road. Uh, Anyway, Brose promises we answer questions. Brose questions at gmail.com if you want yours answered on the air. Let's get a move on. We don't have time for this nonsense, Tim Hansen. We have to save time to talk about what we're drinking. What are you drinking? It's freaking iced tea. Sean, what are you drinking? <laughs> it is uh, Chateau Jerome Bordeaux, uh, rosé from 2021, and it is above beverage. Not my favorite, but good. Best wine of the year. <laughs> LOL. At a boy. What about you, Rich? Joyful Heart. It's a 2021 white wine blend from California that Matt got me for Christmas, and I absolutely oh, yeah. enjoy it. I'm drinking Liberty Creek Merlot from California. It is fine. Again, it's in a one and a half liter bottle. This tells you a little bit about what you need to know. But look, for the money, it's not too bad. All right. Question time, everybody. 
We all bring questions to the show, by the way. I mean, we sort of breeze by the premise of Tim <laughs> doing his freaking yakety sax thing over there. Uh, but uh, but we do answer questions, both uh, questions that we bring to the show and questions that you submit to us uh, as the audience. BroseQuestions at gmail.com if you want your question answered on the air. But first, let's go around the room. What do you guys all have? All right. I got one. This will be a fun little conversation. It's kind of a two-parter. So we'll we'll start uh first first part first. Uh music playlists, you know like Spotify playlists whatnot. Are they the new mixtape? Yes. I mean I guess. I, I guess. They um, serve that function in a way. I mean I I would agree. They 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 kind of are, but I just I, But do you give them I to like people? I like the fact that it's not permanent. I mean you you yeah, send them to You people. can. You can. You can send them to somebody. Yeah, but I feel like, I don't know. I, I'm going to, I don't know. I think mixtapes are so, kind of, you're stuck with CDs or cassettes that, even. That leads into my second part of the question. Are music playlists, are they more or less romantic than an actual mixtape or CD? Less. Less. 100% less. It's easy. It is a, it's a matter of effort put into the equation. Like, uh, putting a playlist together is easy, but taking that se- that extra step, and also, to be fair, burning a CD is actually kind of is impossible for me. I don't have a CD burner <laughs> anymore. But uh, but uh, go like you're putting that effort in. You're you're putting like I curated this list, and then I also made a physical thing, whereas opposed mm. to just I curated this list, which because yeah, because every all music is accessible to everyone now. But then, yeah. like being like, I want, I think, I think also, like you have to put a little bit more effort into a mixtape where it's like, this is the theme that I want, and I want these songs to be listened to. Like all of these songs are important. It, if you're just making a playlist, like you can kind of put a lot of filler songs in there because it doesn't matter as much. Like you just like, I don't know. There's I think pap. you have to put yeah. a little bit more thought into a physical CD. Yeah, I I mean I 100% agree. I, I this is I'm I don't know why I thought there was going to be some some argument or discussion but behind this one or somebody might not agree with this but like I agree that it, on my biggest part is a mixtape or CD has limited space. Mm-hmm. That's really like the more the reason it's more romantic in my opinion is because you like you said you actually had to put a process and thought behind why these songs are on there. Because a playlist, you can just keep adding songs and keep adding songs, and it could be mm-hmm. forever long at some point, and then it just loses its meaning. Mm-hmm. I think the, the the exception to this, because we are all thinking of the mixtape of the CD and the traditional, like where you hand it to like somebody you like, or you know your 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 significant other, or something like that, or you, know, you give it to your 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 husband or your wife as a gift. Um, I could see envision a scenario though where you and your your significant other start a playlist in you know, 2011 and you keep building it and building it and building it. And so by the time Mm -hmm. it gets to 2022, you've got like a chronology, you've got a catalog basically of your relationship in the form of this playlist where, you know, Oh, here are the songs we added in 2011. Like we were listening to, I don't know, 2011, I forget what albums came out. We were listening (laughs) to like young, the giant back then. And we were listening Mm -hmm. to foster the people. And now look at us, we're in 2022 and we're listening to what, like fits in the tantrums and, Kendrick Lamar and, and stuff like that like it, it could I could see that in it because because the playlist is a it I think it 
it holds the same place in music culture as the mixtape or the mix CD had, but it's fundamentally different. And I think for it to be romantic, you have to treat it in a fundamentally different way. Mm-hmm. You can't just be like, oh, I made you this playlist. Because like you could also, you know, if, if it is like a courting thing where you're trying to send somebody, <laughs> oh, I, I really like this person. I'm going to send them a playlist. You can also completely wimp out and be like, here's the link. And then immediately be like, oh, I'm, I'm going to get rid of the thing where I put your song by Elton John on here. Delete, 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 delete. Um, fat bottom girls. Yeah, here we go. <laughs> put that on there instead. Um, like you, you, you can completely, you know, pull a one. You, you can reverse it. It's, it's not permanent. And for that reason, like I don't think it means it's de facto not less romantic. But I think the way that we, it, it, if you're trying to treat it the same way that we treated mm-hmm. mixed CDs and mixed tapes, yes, it's going to be less romantic because you can just, it's nebulous. You just change it as much as, or as much as you want. You can do whatever you want with it. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Yep. So my my answer is sometimes. Yeah. Yeah. I, <laughs> yeah. 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 I think over a very long period of time, if you're both, it can be it can be romantic in a different way. Yeah. But I think yeah. uh, I I think yeah I think uh, making a mix in the way that we thought of it. Yes. yes. It's not going to be the same. Yeah. And mm-hmm. in, in a sense of courting and dating and gifting, it's mm-hmm. I I agree like mixtape or playlists are not as romantic because you could just put it any song ever you, that you wanted like a mixtape it's also something that's permanent like you said and it's something that's always as long as the disc doesn't get scratched or the tape doesn't get re- destroyed it's always going to be there whereas like when you playlist, had to actually own the music too yeah like is it with, with like a spotify playlist like i could throw all manner of songs on there that I've never owned. You know, I've never held the physical copy of the album in my hand. Mm-hmm. Whereas with the mix CD, like unless I'm like, yeah, I mean, look, you could take you could take it offline. You could do the YouTube. Look, YouTube mp 3com existed. You could absolutely do that. Mm-hmm. But for the most part, you, it was stuff that you owned. Like you ripped, you know, you ripped this music off of you know whatever album that you that you really wanted to put onto a mix CD. Like you you ripped the songs yourself. You bought them. You spent your money on it. Now you are sharing that with somebody else. So. Mm-hmm. There is an element of person uh, of personal connection to that as well. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. yeah. I don't. I don't. Any other thoughts? I don't know mm-hmm. where. I don't know why I started thinking about mixtapes. I have no idea why, but it was just like it came to mind. Like, are they the new? Are are, are playlists a new mixtape? And I thought it was a good question. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I I think this would be a better question for Jacob. Mm-hmm. I think I I yeah. would like to know what what he thinks like i don't know because i don't know i mean he's he's at that age like i was yeah i mean mixtapes at 14 when i was a freshman i think uh i would like to know what they do true have you guys you you should have uh you should have jacob record a response and then we'll just have tess like yeah i think that's a great idea yeah send drop it in send that to me oh send that to the group chat and i will remember to do it tomorrow otherwise i can't promise yeah otherwise i can't promise (laughs) that i will remember (laughs) because for some reason uh a little behind the scenes of the show i do not remember any of the conversations that we have every time i listen to it i'm like blown away i'm like whoa we talked about that I, i was 
I was just talking with somebody about like my favorite part about listening back on episodes is when I respond in the exact same way mm-hmm. as I'm responding in the show. Yeah. And I was just like, wait, I, yeah, sometimes, now I don't feel original. Yeah. Sometimes I'll say shit and I'll be like, oh, I'm glad I said that in real life. <laughs> like, I'll have yeah. a response. And I'm like, okay, good. That was the perfect response because I'm thinking it again. <laughs> there you go. Uh, all right. Who's got something? I got something. What you got, Matt? Real, real simple. Real simple. Um, what's the best live event you've ever been to? Live. I'm thinking ticketed event, but I guess it could be, it could be a free event. Like, yeah, live. Like, it could be a concert, sporting event, uh, comedy show, hmm. Cirque du Soleil. Best live event you've been to? That is a tough one. Mm. You start rattling off a couple and just uh, work your way towards it. I, I, um, go ahead, the, the concert that we went, two concerts that I've been to with Matt, I, Richie was at one of them, I think, uh, was the, um, it was the Coheed show when they played, uh, Second Stage Turbine Blade in the, in its entirety. Because they played, they did, uh, they did that, and they did the acoustic set, and then they did like just a regular set, and then all forever. They was it was, was great. It was Starland Ballroom. It, yeah, it was wonderful. It was just such a good show. It was exactly what I wanted, because like I, you know, like I hate when you go to a, a concert and they only play their like new stuff. Like I understand why. Like when they're touring a new album, and you're like, I love all your new stuff, but like I want to hear it. So it was, it was just nice because it was like the whole gamut. It was, it was both mm-hmm. new stuff and old stuff. And I was so it was, you know, you were satisfied because you heard all of Second Stage, and you were like, yeah, fuck yeah. And then you were like right. pumped to hear the new shit too. And then um, also the um, the Koei show with Mastodon, where Mastodon played mm-hmm. Crack the Sky, because Crack because they awesome. Mastodon that performance from them was so fucking good. Yeah. It was like they, I I listened to that I listened to that album like a ton of times like leading up to it and and then watching them play it live like it was it was the perfect mix of like true to the record and like live like that live vibe and it was so good yeah. I was I was just stoked and I got to sit down fuck yeah <laughs> yeah <laughs> and they they, they <laughs> ended. They ended that set with Blood and Thunder, right? Oh like, yeah, it was dope. I, oh my wild. god, that, was, that song is so good. It's on Al- It was on Alice's infant playlist. Dope. Yeah, <laughs> that was a good. That was a good one. It was an excellent mm-hmm. concert. It was a wonderful concert. I I enjoyed myself so much. And Richie drove. I didn't have to drive. Ah, everything about <laughs> that was great. Did I drive? Yeah, yeah. I, I think drive. so. You did. I I only re- I remember it was you because we we got to go in this fast lane because you had T Mobile or whatever. <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> right. Um. Man, best best live event. I hmm. when I so went. T- get, I was when I went to Ohio. I went to the Pirates game. On my way out, I went. I, I did four four stadiums in a week, and mm-hmm. I went to the 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 Pittsburgh Pirates game, and that was a very good game. There was like three home runs hit that day. It was the day after the pitcher of the opposing team got a no hitter, and so they were hoping to pull another one. 
and it was just like a very tense game and it was so good um there were fireworks after it that unfortunately i didn't stay to watch because i had a three-hour drive from pittsburgh Damn to cleveland <laughs> i had to drive to cleveland after that game and it was like 11 o'clock at night so uh i was just like not gonna stay for fireworks um but that was a really fun event plus it was the second baseball stadium outside of philly that i've ever seen so it was nice to experience that Um, and then it would have to be probably one of the fireflies. Hmm. Hmm. Definitely not mud bowl. Definitely not mud bowl. Because why not? It's fucking, Hmm. it was a great time, but I was just done at, on that Sunday after it rained for four fucking days in a row. Um, I didn't mind it. But hmm, I think it was when um, uh, 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 Mumford and Sons played. And it was just after they released Johannesburg. So they played a little bit of Johannesburg as well as their regular stuff. And like that whole lineup was awesome. Because I think that was also the year we brought Vince's head. Um, and yeah. That was a good yes. year. Good firefly year. Hell yeah. Yeah, honestly. Oh, go for it. Um, so I'm thinking, sporting event wise, the one that keeps jumping to mind was in like 2012. Uh, we like on a whim, me and a bunch of friends, uh, got together and went to see a Sixers playoff game, and it was like the the, the NBA had a lockout that year, so like they'd missed like a quarter of the season anyway so like oh my god the nba's back and all that the sixers made the playoffs and made the second round they weren't really supposed to they weren't that good but they were pushing the celtics to the brink and this is like the celtics with like kevin garnett and rajon rondo i think and i think ray allen wasn't on the team anymore but like paul pierce was still there um and they pushed him to a game six and we were just looking at the tickets on stuff or whatever and it's like yo we can get in to see the sixers for like 20 bucks for the playoffs mm. and the seats aren't good, but we're in the building and we're there and we went there and we got it. It was like, you know, they're up in the nosebleeds and they're behind one of the hoops, which is like the worst seat in the house, but it was fine. We got like eight people together watching the game and we ran the whole gamut because they were losing by like 20 at halftime. We booed them off the court <laughs> and then they, and then they came back and made it close. And so we were like super excited in the third quarter. It was a close game that they won. They beat Boston. It was great. Uh, and it was like well, the perfect time to be rooting for a team because it's like the low expectations team. Mm-hmm. So like anything they do is gravy. So it was like, oh my god, we're doing it. We're pushing the freaking Boston Celtics, the big three, to the brink, and they they lost Game Seven. But <laughs> you know, it is what it is. Um, so that was good. Um, for sporting event, <sighs> yeah, that's that's good. Um, for concert. It's tough for me. It's a toss up between like the, if we're talking about like a festival, the Orion Festival in 2012 uh, was in Atlantic City. I think it was 2012 or 2013 in Atlantic City. So Metallica had a festival. I don't know if you guys knew this. Mm-hmm. Metallica had a music uh... festival, and the lineup in Atlantic City that year, if I recall correctly. Included uh, Arctic Monkeys coming off of Suck It and See. This is before they put out the record with Do I Want to Know? But they had the Arctic Monkeys there in full on, like, we're going to be the new, we're being British Queens of the Stone Age mode. Um, Gaslight Anthem, Modest Mouse, 
um, suicidal tendencies. Titus Andronicus was there, but we didn't, we weren't, we didn't know who they were yet. So we didn't see him, which is a shame. Um, uh, Eric church was there. Uh, Jim Brewer was there with like a heavy metal band. <laughs> um, and then Metallica headlined both nights and the first night they did ride the lightning back to front. And then the second night they did the black album back to front. And it was just like, Holy shit. <laughs> this, is, this is great. Um, so that was possibly the best festival app I've ever seen. Um, but as far as one individual show is still probably even to this day, I think the most fun I've had at one individual concert was seeing Ender Shikari at the theater at the TLA, uh, touring for the mind sweep tour, uh, which was a lot of fun. I made Tim crowd surf. Uh, we, we, we circled around, found a liquor store in Philly and got like a fifth of Jack and all had a, a little bit of it before we went into the venue. Tennessee honey. Oh, it was Tennessee honey specifically. It was honey. That's right. That's right. That's right. Uh, we all enjoyed a little Tennessee honey before we went in Nice. and Shikari puts on a freaking bananas live show. Everyone in the band, except for the drummer winds up in the crowd at some point. It was, <laughs> it was a blast. It was a good show. It was really fun. Tim only knew like a little bit of their stuff before he went in. and he was I, like, I knew like right. next to none of it. And the only song I remembered is the one that says send in the anesthetist. Uh, the anesthetist, yes. <laughs> you said and the only one you liked was a stabilized because you said before the show and I quote, because uh, I was trying to get like, yo, we're going to get you a crowd surf. And you're like, I'm only going to crowd surf for to stabilize. And it was the second song they played. <laughs> 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 and, it's, and he's gone. I, I didn't get very far because we were on the edge of the pit. So like yeah. I got to just the edge of the pit. The I was pit. like, maybe I'll go around. And then they just went and dropped me. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, this, okay. is, this is when I started becoming selective about when I went into the pit at concerts like this when i was like all right instead of being in the pit for an hour and a half mm-hmm. i'm gonna pick like three songs that i'm gonna go into the pit for <laughs> and then i'm gonna bail <laughs> see i had i had a, a two-way tie now i have a three-way tie because i can't forget about dude bro oh dude bro sweet bro that was that was that show right. tim ran into dude bro sweet bro the dude with polo uh going up to the end of shikari show going dude bro, <laughs> dude sweet, bro. sweet bro yeah, and he was like, ah, what was he gonna attack anyone who wore a white shirt? And I just turn around to Tim who has like a white shirt under his button up plaid. I was like, Don't take that off. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna do it. I'm gonna like beat the crap out of anybody in white. Yeah, sweet bro. Yeah, dude, bro. And then he like didn't make it to the end of the show. <laughs> no. Pretty sure he got kicked out. Nice. Um That's a good one. Yeah, I'm kind of stuck between too because the the year we took vince's head to firefly was just like all around an awesome weekend and like part of my favorite part of any live thing or honestly anything is the people i'm with um and uh y'all are awesome in case you missed that uh but that's also we did the flamingo shirts which was really funny silent disco we did that year uh which was fun I'm pretty sure that was when Muse was playing, so I punched that tall guy in the dick because he wouldn't let me through. Oh, uh, yeah, that really hurt Tim. <laughs> <laughs> so then I came back with no shirt on because uh, Deadpool was pretty easy to see. Um, and then, and then honestly, so my other one would be Senses Fail at the Electric Factory when it was still the Electric Factory. Mm-hmm. Um, and most of, like, I knew, I knew most of Census Fails category, uh, or 
category catalog. catalog. I was like, that's not the right word. I was gonna <laughs> let it go, but you, you came back, so I was like, okay, I, I caught, can't correct. I caught myself. Um, so I know most of their catalog just because of uh, uh, K one. Uh, but I do actually thoroughly enjoy their music, but I wouldn't have like gone to one of the shows by myself. Uh, but my buddy Dave Hendrickson was like, yeah, man, like I, we like a lot of the same music. You want to go see a census fail show? And I was like, uh, maybe where at? He's like, oh, it's at the electric factory. I was like, sure. Are you driving? So I went with him, some other guy I'd never met. And it, it was probably the first show um, where I like really, just like let myself go and just enjoyed the fuck out of that show. So I'm like one body away from the stage. Uh, and the girl, the girl in front of me has a hat that says make hats great again or something like that, which is like, that's fucking funny. Um, and, and just like lost my shit. And it was so much fun, which is why I punched that guy in the dick of the Mew show, because that's what I wanted to do there. And he's just like, no, you guys can't get past like fuck you, tall man. Bah. Uh, but so you yeah, took behavior that you're going to exhibit a census fail show and applied it to like the four day hippy dippy love festival in <laughs> Dover Speedway. Yep, four day. Yeah, got it. Yep, absolutely. Got it. All right, all right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, good stuff. Mm-hmm. So, Sean, it wasn't the Eagles game you went to a couple weeks ago. Uh, it was not the Eagles <laughs> game I went to. Go, not high five, not with high five lady. No. <laughs> high five lady. Sean, Sean regaled Twitter with the tale of high five lady when he was sitting in uh, at the link a couple weeks ago. Yeah, I, she got. I, I prayed booted. For too many high fives. Mm, yeah. <laughs> um, high five for too many cool, sweet high fives. I mm. I just remembered, uh, probably my best one. And it was the Foo Fighters 4th of July 20th anniversary show in uh, D.C. This was the mm-hmm. first show he did after he broke his leg. It, it was it, Trouble Frank, Gary Clark Jr., L. Cool J, Hart, Foo Fighters, Buddy Guy, Joan Jett, and mm-hmm. I can't remember who RDGLDGRN is. RDGRN. No, red gold green i don't know who red gold green is actually i don't think i actually saw them while they were there but it was a good lineup but not great. um like the festival itself wasn't good but the lineup was excellent was uh sean remember we went to the shindig in baltimore i was gonna say that lineup was yeah. dope joan jet festival just sucked joan but joan jet fucking crushed mm-hmm. go get joan jet killed it she did a great Gold job he killed it gaslight anthem killed it uh-huh. clutch was pretty good yeah, uh, I think Dropkick Murphys were exactly what you expected. Yeah, yeah. I think Murphys. every individual act. Who? Wait, what, what was the other one? Um, the Never oh, Reverend Horton yeah. Heat. Uh, yeah, but there's yes, I remember them playing psychedelic freak out. But it was um, yes. it was uh, <laughs> Jimmy's Chicken Shack. Uh, uh, them who I've seen so many fucking times. But no, what oh, was the Boston? The Boston. Money, money, Boston. They, I think that every, because I was gonna say, because that was gonna be an honorable mention for me, because every individual band was good, but like the atmosphere yeah. wasn't. You know what I'm yeah. like? It we was like find water. Yeah, everybody, all of the <laughs> bands were so good, but it was just like mm. I don't know. It was, there was something about the vibe. The vibes were off. Yeah, the vibes were very off. I think also, um, it took. What, we, we also tried to get coffee at like Royal Farms, which is brutal. It's yeah. terrible there. And we 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 got to the the 
festival grounds like 90 minutes before the first band we wanted to see and we still got in late oh yeah (laughs) just in line forever and ever and ever they had one dude doing security for you know a couple thousand people trying to get in and (laughs) alex was getting so mad (laughs) he was furious (laughs) it was pretty funny so early for the hold steady we're just sitting in line waiting and waiting and waiting and then we hear him like opening the act god God fucking damn it uh that was a good one though I'll I be mean, honest. Alex getting mad is mildly entertaining to me. I, 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 Alex and Alex gets mad at very few things, but like lines in general is just like he can, absolutely he can not. Yeah, there's, yeah. There, he is. That's not even. That does not register as a thing should, that should exist for him. Nope. Like, what the fuck? I'm here. I want to be listening to the music. Why can't I be listening to the music? Mm, um, I, I think part of the reason why it took me a while to remember that Foo Fighters show was because the people I went with kind of weren't that great. Um, we the, the tickets were like 90 to to $100, something like that, and in D.C. And the people uh, me and my buddy went with, they only went to go see Foo Fighters. So they paid all this money and were going to go at 8 o'clock at night to walk in, see Foo Fighters, and leave. Can't miss out Gary Clark Jr. Come on, man. I'm like, well, you're going to miss out on Hart and Joan Jett and... Gary Clark Jr. and fucking LL Cool J, man. Like, come on. We spent all this money. Why not be at the show the entire day? Mm. Nah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No dice. Okay. Um, good shows. Good shows. Who's got another question? Well. Oh, I, I do. It's just me, right? I think you or Tim, uh, Tim unless Tim hasn't Tim come up with one. I haven't come up with a third question. Okay, I've been okay. looking at computer components, honestly. Um. Okay. Let's see how long we've been going. Uh, it's not that long. Yeah. <laughs> what is... Well, because we were recording for like 20 minutes before we actually started. So, right. what is the worst online discourse that you've seen? So, this question... Initially was a bad question, so I reformatted it because the discourse around this was the worst I've ever was not maybe at this point not the worst, but at the time it really bummed me out. Um, it was, uh, do you think your race is superior? And there was a video of a teacher in a high school class, a white teacher, telling his students that he thought that his race was superior. And he was like, if we're all honest to ourselves, we all think that. And it was fucking wild. And, you know, every, if you looked in the co- in the responses, there were a sig- not insignificant number of white people being like, you know what, I agree. And it was just like, it was so, it was just like every time I saw somebody be like, yeah, actually, I think being white is the superior race. I'm like, it just like blew my mind and not in like a, like I'm so woke kind of way, but just in like a, like that has never in my life crossed my mind. You know what I mean? Like, I, I just like, like my parents are like kind of liberal and so that might be part of it, but like, I cannot remember. Cause like, I remember thinking racist things as like a young kid. You know what I mean? Like, you're exposed to that shit. 
And so you believe it or whatever, and then you grow and you learn and you change your mind. But like, there has never been a point in my life that I can remember being like, yeah, being white is better than being like black or brown or, you know, Native American or whatever. Like, it was, and it was just like, it was just so disappointing to like see so many people being like, yeah, I also agree with this, but it doesn't make me a bad person for these reasons. You know, it's like, well, but all, but I think Asian people are better at math. That was always like, oh, God, <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> but I, I have positive stereotypes too. <laughs> yeah. So it's fine. Yeah. It's, it's okay. Just fucking wild shit. And, uh, I, yeah. and it's just like, like, I understand. I can understand thinking that like you, you specifically are better, but I cannot imagine taking it that ex, that extra step back and being like, also like that is specifically due to my race. Hmm. I don't know. I, I really, I don't want to, I don't want to, I, I was like, th- when I was thinking about this, I'm like, I don't want to conceptualize this as like a, I'm so woke. Like I've never considered mm-hmm. that white people might be better than black people. But like, I was just like, I, that's never even crossed my fucking mind. No, I, I get it. You're, you're, I totally get it. Um, man, I, I, I stayed out of the comments in this video that I saw the other day that pissed me off. That was the coldest worst take and i'm sure the comments were terrible for some reason occasionally my youtube shorts algorithm will send me to conservative youtube mm-hmm. and uh i had one when it's working correctly <laughs> <laughs> i had one post come up and it was a woman who is she's sitting there and she's like now let me ask you this you have a trans person whose name is jim but they think they're Jessica. And you have a schizophrenic person whose name is John, who also thinks they're Timothy, Tommy, and Thomas. I don't know, I'm just making up names. (laughs) How is it that one is a mental disorder, but the other one is just that person living their life? Mm. And I'm just like, no! No! That's First of all, A, that's not schizophrenia. You're talking DID right there when it's multiple personalities. Mm-hmm. Second of all, DID is when somebody has trauma that actually makes them actually develop multiple personalities in order to protect them from that trauma. Whereas a trans person, they don't think they're Jessica. They are Jessica. Mm-hmm. That's it. End of line. Mm-hmm. They're not. There's not two personalities there. And I just sat there and like, I I was so, I had to, I'd almost never comment on conservative posts and I'll just thumbs down it and go. But Mm -hmm. this was one I just had to be like, I I just can't sit here and let this happen. Mm -hmm. And I was like, I was afraid to go through the comments. I was afraid. Mm -hmm. That's one of those opinions that you have when like, it's one of those opinions that, that sounds like this is just common sense to people who have not given a particular issue more than a modicum of thought. Because if you give it more than a modicum of thought, you see where the holes are. You see where it's like, oh, this is not an apples to apples comparison. It's not mm, even yeah. close. Um, but if you don't want to think about that issue or you're, you're not interested in it or you're not willing to engage with it at anything more than a surface level, you're like, yeah, see, look, it's, you know, it's, yeah. it's, 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 it's perform again, it's performative and it's, it's very mm. reductive, but it's as, 
you know, it, it's it's comforting to people who don't want to be like, oh, the world's complicated and weirder than I thought it was. Ah, but this this lady just gave me, you know, permission to dismiss it because these people are just, you know, double. It's it, it's yeah, it's very it's very yeah. simplistic, uh, mm-hmm. and it it gives people permission to sort of dismiss a whole issue as not a non-issue or not real. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um. The, the other one that I can really think of, and, and it's, again, another one I was afraid to dive too deep in the comments. Um, Apex Legends, within the past four months, released a new character. Their, their name is Catalyst. They are trans, and they are openly trans. They are represented and voiced by a trans actor. They are a trans character. And I just could not get into those comments because I knew, I knew it was just going to be bad. And I, I'm like, man, I sometimes this community can be cool, but the toxicity in, in some of this shit, it just pisses me off. Mm. Uh, okay. So it is a trans lady. Yes. Okay. Because, okay. So <laughs> it's a trans was, lady, yes. You're right. This was, so this was brought up by Mary as a, and, and is a valid critique, is that uh, when we know the gender of the person it's always that what they want especially if it's a trans person like i like richie referring to this whatever this character is as they is actually bad in the same way that remember remember last time when i was talking about unalived it's like that so is the idea yeah, that like hey, because they've explicitly are, said what they these transitions yeah. are. Yeah. And the 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 the, the, uh, the the it came up Mary brought it up because we were talking about in the last episode which was 74.3 as of recording this episode. Mm-hmm. Uh, we were talking about a trans dude and using they them pronouns instead of he him pronouns which is mm-hmm. softening of language. Be- and it's it is a I think well, it's, it's playing it safe a little bit. Yeah, it's playing like, it too I don't safe. I really know, so I'm just gonna go with they. Though. Yeah, okay. but we know, so it's he him for that for that. Okay, pregnant pregnant just, dude. I, he him. And no, I, I have, understand. I because I because I, I think for a long time I was in that same fucking boat where like I was like I'm just gonna refer to everyone as they them to be safe, like if they're trans. Safe. But like yeah. that's not what they okay. the collective wants. And I and okay. I'm like you know what. I'm. I defer to yeah, I, people who are more experienced. Uh, more. That's. I, I mean, that's 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 kind of what I've adapted. Like, even if I were to talk about you guys, I, I generally would go with a they. Yeah, as but, well. Like, but I've, like, I've started to adapt a they for everyone. But if yeah, if the yeah area, but a, a, if it's according to, to people who know, who are more in the know than me. Okay. Uh, I it it is it is. It's it is I think overcorrecting. You're okay. gonna you're also, gonna it, end it, it up uh, spinning out. I I found myself doing this specifically with um with one of my favorite comedians growing up, Eddie Izard, who uh. I knew as as a male uh, or as a man hmm. almost my entire life up until a couple of years ago when when Eddie recently Eddie always dressed in women's clothing and made jokes about being a transvestite. And he recent and he she recently came out a couple years ago and said that she would like to be recognized. She she's a woman. Uh-huh. Um, that is that is her new gender identity. And so, or again, new is the way she always wanted to identify herself. But she's coming out in a, as a public way. Yeah. But I would constantly be like, oh well, I knew Eddie Izard as a man for years and years and years. Now Eddie Izard as a woman. 
they, 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 they. Eddie eyes are there. Comedy is great. Mm-hmm. It's excellent. But, you know, Ed, Ed, Eddie wants to be treated as a, as a woman. So, okay. Or, yeah. You, I, I think she, it's, she, yeah, it's a little her. bit using they, them pronouns for trans people is a little bit self. It's a little bit of self-preservation when you're like trying to, cause like, I don't know. I, it, mm-hmm. there's a lot, it's a shift in your, you have to like, it's like an, for my brain, it's like an easier, it's like a transitional phrase, but I understand. Because is, to, is also a pronoun. To some, ex, to some extent, it is kind of still misgendering yeah, by for not sure. gendering. Exactly. <laughs> but like people who go by they, yeah. them, who are not yeah. trans. I, yeah. I can't really weigh in because I haven't had too much. Most of my interaction in something similar has been with non-binary people. Mm. So like any similar interaction Mm -hmm. in the last few years I've had Mm -hmm. that that has been the appropriate response. Um, So, but I I can definitely see that being an an odd transition. It's kind of the conversation that I've had with my parents, some of my um, aunts and uncles, uh, because one of my cousins is non-binary and they've kind of brought up in small conversations how hard it is. I was like, why? Mm Mm-hmm. They yeah, are I, what like yeah. it's it's really not that hard. No, no. it's just yeah. But they go them... by a different name now, and it's like so. Like mm-hmm. it is so? fewer so letters. Does... <laughs> yeah, I've and known them the whole life this way. It was like I remember holding them as a baby. So same. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. No, it's it's. I think you know it is. Uh, it is a difficult transition, especially when you knew somebody pre-transition. Like I think mm-hmm. it is. It is a million times easier when you meet someone post transition, you're like, okay, this is just who you are. And the only way I've ever known you. Whereas, Mm -hmm. you know, you know, somebody pre transition, you're like, I -hmm. have to, I have to shift an entire Mm -hmm. lifetime or, you know, a couple of years of experiences. And that's going to take a little while. And I think we have to give ourselves the grace to be like, Mm -hmm. we're going to fuck up, but we try, we have to just try. So in this case, this, character is a she uh yeah she, that person who has is having a baby and can't drink sucks to be them sucks to be is him he? is he yeah. i even yeah, yeah see because even yeah I, it it is but, a but then there, there, there there are <laughs> shit's hard where, and we try our there, best but, but i'm not also, but i'm gonna be a tree at, like there's also <laughs> times where you're not using them as the gender specific them mm. you're using them as just the general them you're not wrong. You're not I mean, wrong. Yeah, you're it's, talking about something different at that point. Yeah, you're talking about plural group but, of people. Like, but at no, well, no. At this point in time, right now, when Sean said uh, they and instead of he, Sean mm-hmm. wasn't. I wasn't using them as the gender specific them. He was using them as just them that person. Yeah, and 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 so it's I there. There is that you're 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 and even in that moment, like you know, I I made a mistake tried to correct it and then you move on. Like, I think, I think we all, yeah. especially the four put, of us put the as, best effort. Yeah. Pronouns or pronouns. Your, try your fucking best. Yeah. And, I yeah. Think, like, and don't and, take and, the easy way out just because you think it's safe. That, yeah. That's Cons- yeah. And, Cons- and conservatives I, I, can go fuck themselves. People aren't looking to yeah. fucking beat you down because you use the wrong pronouns. They are more than, more than likely, uh, supportive you know and want you to try because it's uh, just that you care yeah and i absolutely appreciate like the correcting or the the 
teaching moment at the point. And like, I if any of our yeah. listeners want to email us and like, ex like tell us, oh, you're wrong in this sense or that sense. Please send us those emails. We'll read those. We'll talk about them because as as we've as we've uh, you know numerous times gone over, we are dummies who have yeah. been <laughs> like we are just. I think all four of us are just trying our fucking best. And I know that's not enough sometimes, but like, it's all we can do. Really. Yeah. It's hard at the end of the discourse. Day. Let's get off of the serious stuff and uh, move on to something more, a little lighthearted as far as toxic discourse. Louis Farrakhan. <laughs> um, my toxic discourse oh, uh, is specifically Farrakhan. related to uh, Kyrie Irving. Uh, and uh, the shit that he stepped in at this point a couple months ago because th- there was no good take, very few good takes I read in the situation. For those who don't know, Kyrie Irving, the uh, starting guard for the Brooklyn Nets, who is this like galaxy brain, like I'm a free thinker, but it's mostly just like halfway half truths, like halfway thought through theories about like he's got de- he's got like some interesting social opinions, but he comp- combines that with stuff like the Earth is flat, vaccines are going to kill me, and things like that. Um, and, and so a couple months ago at this point, he got into some trouble because he shared a link to a video that he thought was very interesting. And, uh, he was like, Oh, this movie makes you think. And it was a, a movie, uh, that it was, a, I believe the title was called from Hebrews to Negroes. And basically this movie is a very poorly made, low maintenance, uh, low budget film that espouses a lot of anti-Semitic tropes. Like, you know, the fact that there were like, you know, Jewish slave ships and things like that. Again, I'm not going to dive into the exact, uh, the, the exact uh, anti-Semitic tropes because there are several. And it's also not uh, – I've not watched the movie. I've read two reviews of it by reputable sports writers who said, like, in addition to all the terrible stuff it says, it's also just not a good movie. <laughs> uh, so um, – but Kyrie, like, doubled down, tripled down on it, would not apologize, would not accept the fact that he might have, you know, basically just shared a link to a movie without actually – reading what it was about or watching it or something like that just because he wanted to seem like a free thinker um and the the discourse around this was brutal because obviously you have people who are rightly criticizing Kyrie for a you're you're sharing this movie that's making things harder for the life of jewish people in the united states um and and then you had a group of people who wanted to say like oh well Kyrie's just speaking his mind and you know it's 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 really the fault of the Nets. Like I, I read it, it. It was mostly like politics writers who don't really cover sports jumping in and being like, I read one of Kyrie's press conferences and here's what he said. And it was like the least innocuous comment that he would have made. And he's like, this is what people are mad about. Hmm. The corporate ownership of the Nets is trying to silence him because he said, I, you know, somebody asked him if he was an anti-Semite and he said, I know what I believe in. And it's like, you picked one press conference he's given out of like months and months and months of this. You're not engaging with this, uh, you know, the full extent of why people are mad at him. And the further, and, and then the further, uh, what about ism of like, well, why are you criticizing Kyrie Irving for this? And nobody's talking about Brett Favre. Mm-hmm. Uh, now Brett Favre, for those of you who don't know, is, you know, former NFL quarterback who was recently, uh, brought into scandal because it was found that, uh, there was a significant portion of Mississippi, uh, Mississippi funds that were earmarked for uh, poor and less fortunate uh, school districts that uh, a good portion of those funds wound up going to uh, the college of one of Brett Favre's daughters so to build like a volleyball court. Uh, bad shit. A whole so fucking building. Like, 
Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, so not just a court, the like a whole indoor whole like facility. Yeah, yeah, the whole facility, like millions and millions of dollars, and and, and like through text messages and and documents that were made public and messages that were made public, it became very clear that he knew something was wrong and he was trying to make sure that this wouldn't get out to the media. So bad thing, and mm. and people who did not want to, who wanted to defend Kyrie Irving for one reason or another, want to defend the things that he said, would be like, well, why are you criticizing? Kyrie Irving and they and they would you know like so, in some cases they would bring race into it and be like why are you criticizing Kyrie Irving a black man when you're not you're not going to say anything about uh for you know a white man who, who's mm. getting away with and and it, when when the whole point is like and, and I felt like I really really try not to use Twitter for anything other than my own personal enjoyment at this point mm-hmm. um but it really was very difficult for me to not just jump into each one of these and be like they're both terrible. It's, it's, <laughs> Two things can't be bad. Def- <laughs> it's bad to defraud the le- most vulnerable citizens of one of the poorest states in the country. And it's also bad when you have a huge platform to espouse anti-Semitic tropes yeah. and anti-Semitic comments and, and, and share the opinions of the, the worst, most vile people on the planet. Yeah. Both are bad. I'm not making a value judgment on which one is, is more bad than the other. What I am saying is that we, we can walk into chew gum. We have the bandwidth to be mad about multiple things at the same time. We have the bandwidth to hold two different public figures to account for two very different issues. Brett Favre should go to jail and Kyrie Irving should finally just say, I'm sorry that I shared a movie that I probably didn't watch and I didn't realize had a bunch of anti-Semitic tropes in it and was insulting to the Jewish community. Uh, And I'm sorry that I doubled and tripled down on it because I want to be seen as like, Mm-hmm. you know the modern day free thinker of the nba uh when really i'm just like sort of throwing out theories and being like mm-hmm. makes you think makes you think makes you think um <laughs> and i'm sorry that i did all my research on youtube instead of going to a library like you can do both you can be mm-hmm. mad about both and you can and you can find plenty of villains without being like well Kyrie Irving is actually not that bad. Like that, that discourse was very toxic to me, and I, I really hated mm-hmm. seeing it. And it, it took it took a lot of restraint for me to not engage with it. I'm proud of you, Matt. <laughs> Thanks, man. I mean, look, I'm the real hero in this. <laughs> what I'm trying to say. Obviously, yeah. I remember yeah. that Kyrie I, Irving I, thing because it was right around Kanye. I think Kanye yeah, and Alex. Yeah. Jo- it was right around Kanye yeah. on on Alex Jones when he praised Hitler, and it was just like mm-hmm. Jesus Christ, what, like yeah. what's going on? That was when uh, Terry <laughs> said he was uh, when Kanye said he was going to go quote Death Con three on the <laughs> Death Con. Oh my god! Oh, god. oh no! Unreal. Uh, yeah, rough days. Rough days. Happy Hanukkah, everyone. Yeah. Um, Tim. <gasps> Um, I'll be honest. I have no idea. <laughs> I, I, I'm like, I'm never on Twitter. Mm-hmm. Uh, when I am on Twitter, it's usually to see like, what have you guys been up to? Or like any of the tech things that I follow. And the, the, the most drama is just like, ah, NVIDIA sucks. Or no, AMD sucks. Or ooh, who lied about their new shit that just came out? And it's mm-hmm. like... It's not really bad discourse. It's just yeah. like, yeah, that sounds like economics and capitalism to me. <laughs> um, <clears throat> so, and and 
like I'm barely on Facebook except for just like mm-hmm. doom scrolling for memes. And I barely even open TikTok anymore. I have like a backlog of like 60 plus TikToks as people have sent me. I check riches and that's about it because <laughs> he only sends like maybe two a week. Uh, so I could keep up with that. <laughs> yeah. There's definitely a um, limit to how many TikToks you can send me and I will open them. And people I exceed have, that people limit, have, I'm sure. People have... You're you're not so bad. People definitely have <laughs> exceeded that limit. Uh, it's not, but not no. You've you've kept it pretty moderate. And if if I'm not keeping up with your TikToks, that's a me problem, not a you problem. <laughs> I I don't even look, so I can't even tell if you've looked at them. I'm just like uh-huh. either he did or he didn't. I'm not gonna be like Sean. Did you see it? <laughs> mm. and, um, and Tim. I also I also take it as I appreciate it because like oh you were thinking of me and this, yeah, this specific yeah. uh, and that's that is nice in itself. Tuts. There's I, there are other people that I'm like following or mutuals with that. I send a lot more TikToks too. I know <laughs> that there's a limit for you, so I make sure to keep it down. <laughs> Fair. Um, so yeah, honestly, I can't think of a toxic discourse that I've seen or taken part in that I actually know enough to talk about how toxic it was other than just the dumpster fire that is our news cycle. So I don't know. Lauren Bobert's Twitter? That's, that's fucking ridiculous. Yeah. I, I stumbled into one of those the other day. I was just like, what is happening? <laughs> like, we did it, guys. We win. It's like, but you didn't. Yeah. What are you <laughs> talking about? Yeah. I yeah, would pretty much. I would like to honorable mention, and I don't think it's I don't I mean Matt might be, but any parenting group on Facebook. They are the most <laughs> toxic mm. places I have ever been a part of. Mary used to like talk about them all the time, and mm. I would be like, ha, 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 that's wild. Yeah. But then she sent me a post that I couldn't see because it was part of a group that I wasn't a part of. So I was like, oh, I'll just join the group. And it's, it's I forget what the group is. It, the group is about gentle parenting. And I forget, I don't remember what the group is called, but I remember one lady was like asking for... Um, she was asking for advice because her child had painted, had drawn in Sharpie on their couch and, uh, refrigerator. And she was asking for like, what's the best move in terms of responding to this from a gentle parenting perspective? Cause it's not like take away their stuff or whatever. It's like, you know, talking to them about it or whatever. And, like, making them, like, help, like, a natural consequence being, like, I guess. I don't know if there's a natural consequence. But, like, asking them to help clean up. And explaining why it was wrong that they did that. And some fucking lady came in full throttle and was like, watch your fucking kid, dipshit. And I was, <laughs> and I was like, what are you talking about? <laughs> like, it was just so wild. It was just, like, hmm. out of nowhere, this came, lady came for the fucking jugular. Watch your yeah, kid. Yeah. And it's like, have you ever not yeah. looked away from a child for a second? Because they get into shit so fucking fast. It is. I, I'll look, I'll, I'll like... Alice and I will be watching a video together and I will pay slightly more attention than her and she'll have scissors and be fucking throwing them at Jacob. And it's like, <laughs> and it's just like, it's like, it is in fucking sane. They're so fast. 
It's like, like it's like a Looney Tunes cartoon. And like the assumption here well, is you also have a child, ma'am. You know this. Yeah. Like you are you are part and parcel to this phenomenon where kids yeah. are fucking they fucking become one with the speed force when you look away and then you it, it is unfucking believable. But it's so yeah. it it happens in so many of those posts where people yeah. will uh usually moms will come for legitimate advice and you'll get a yeah. fucking Karen being just a piece of shit and it doesn't make any sense to me. It's like why do that? Like why are you bringing this negativity into the world? This person is asking for genuine help and a lot of times it's like, you know, I my parents either yelled at me all the time or they hit me and just people trying to break that cycle and being like I don't want to be like that with my kids. Which is a, you know, a, it is a valid and good, um, it's a good goal to have to be like, I want to be, you know, I want to change that. Like, I don't think that was healthy for me and I, I want to change that. It's good. And then people are just fucking dicks for no reason. Just, just dick. why, You're- why, what do you get out of that? What do you get out of going from zero to a hundred and fucking trying to steamroll these people? Who do you think is going to be on your side? This is the same I was listening to a recent episode when Tim talked about um, the people fucking booing him. Why bring that negativity into the world? Who the fuck are you serving? (laughs) When Tim sent that question in, why? I haven't even listened to that episode. Unreal. It's so fucking annoying. I'm so mad about it. It's like, why? We we white knighted for Tim. (laughs) Yeah. We did. All of us got pissed on your behalf. Because fuck those guys. They're pieces of shit. Why would you? Wow. Why are you choosing to bring negative energy into the world? Shit sucks so bad on its own. Why take time out of your fucking day to be a right now. My piece goodness. of garbage? I'm so mad about it because these what people are just asking for help, and people are coming back with "You're a bad parent." Fuck you. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> I think I think the advice I can give you is be better at parenting. No, uh, get, I remember get good. Probably get relationship with the therapist. speed force. Yeah, get get good. Um, I have a fairly good relationship with my therapist. There was only one time where uh, I was talking about something a couple months ago, and at some point she was like, "Oh, you know." Might be good as far as like relating and, and getting advice, like to join like a parenting group on Facebook or something like that. And I was like, oh, 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 I think I understand the problem. I, I perhaps haven't properly set expectations. I want you to improve my <laughs> I want you to give me suggestions that are going to make me sure. feel better. And it's like, I look, I don't belong to these groups on Facebook. And because I know, I know, I, I have enough context to yeah. understand that this is, this is going to be. It's going to be the, the South Park skiing guy. Like, you're going to have a bad time. I have no interest. <laughs> mm hmm. Zero. You're I'll just keep, you know, <laughs> I'll keep looking away from my kid for eighths of a second at a time and then allowing them, allowing her to pick up a pair of scissors. That's, mm-hmm. that is my parenting style. <laughs> uh, Tim, do you have a question you want to close us out on? Um, <laughs> No, I'll be honest. I'd I did you, not if come you up could with avoid question. falling asleep in the middle of telling it, that'd be great. <laughs> The worst part is I'm actually quite awake, which means I will probably still be awake for another three hours and then wake up three hours later. So it's Ooh, yeah. bad news bears. <sighs> um, Anything you've always wanted to ask us? Hmm. Hmm. Not that I can think of. Where your boys. Do, you, do you actually all hate me or do you actually like me, guys? <laughs> mm, it's 50-50. No. 
I you're on my relationship with Great you. Great question. Uh, that's a, that is a good question. I like you more now than when I met you. Oh, that's yeah. a good thing. I think, I think I think as as we've both grown as people, I think we have like our our if our paths were parallel, they have grown closer together and I think yeah, I think I think very highly of you. I think you've grown a lot as a person as I've known you and I think it's uh yeah, I like you more. I think you are a good you're a good dude and you you are continuously improving and I applaud you for that. I was making a joke <laughs> and I was not ready to have my feels touched on. Tim, well, thank you, Sean. Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> Don't do that. Yeah. Attaboy, pussy. No, I'm just kidding. Okay, Tess, cut that out. <laughs> Tess, cut that out. <laughs> no, that does mean a lot. Thanks, Sean. You, I legit, I think about it a lot. Because if you were to, even just in the in the course of this show, like the Tim you were when we started and the Tim you are now, they're not, they are related, but they're very different. And I, and not that I didn't like you when we started, obviously, because I was like, let's, <laughs> let's talk for fucking high four hours. hours at a time. <laughs> but yeah. like, I, legit, like, I don't know. I think about it a lot. I think you have, you were just like, uh, you, you genuinely give consideration to the point of view that you have and i respect that i think you legitimately do a lot of thinking it's nice too much sometimes yeah we all do <laughs> we all do <laughs> i'd rather do too much and too little yeah i always for rather sure. do too much and too little it's yeah to sean's point yeah you i don't remember what the math concept is but you two of the two lines in the graph that are always like approaching zero are we opposite asymptotes that's the one asymptotes asymptotes bro totes totes bro yeah no i don't i don't have a real question but thank you sean that was great you're welcome i appreciate i appreciate you i'm glad that we're friends all of us all all four of us i am same four bros just four bros hanging out that's why I. That's why I was like, "Hey, let's drink wine," because it makes me feel sentimental. <laughs> yeah. Oh, it's, it's the the emotional lubricant, not just what? the social lubricant. Is the, the juice is flowing? Where you're just like, "Fuck it, man, I love you." For sure. And it tastes like juice, yeah. so it's. <laughs> it tastes like juice. It goes down so smooth. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I told you I don't want to talk about Kyrie anymore. Oh, you said it tastes uh, like juice. <laughs> oh no! Oh, oh, no! Can cut that too. Jesus. <laughs> Woof. Oh no! <laughs> nah, different Jesus though, because it's yeah. You know, the... oh, Is that no. a show, guys? <laughs> hmm. I think that's a show. We did I, it. I, I before before we wrap up, I do I do have something I want to say. Okay, good. Um, and it's been something that like I kind of wanted to say at the first episode, but I didn't. Um, <laughs> so many of the people that are surrounded by us or that surround us are all of our friends know that there was a major tragedy in my family, uh, around Christmas Eve. I'm not going to go into the details, but there was a death in the family and it's very unfortunate for a lot of us and those that we love. And it has made me very introspective over the past few weeks as well. I wanted to get out there and say to you guys, even though I say it all the time and I'm starting to cry now, I love you guys very, very much. I love all of my listeners. Uh, I love all my friends. 
and make sure you tell your loved ones that you love them too, because you never know what's going to happen. And Mm -hmm. just be there for everyone when you can. Mm -hmm. A lovely sentiment. Mm-hmm. Absolutely, love you too. Strong at all times, uh, love you too. in the worst of situations or the best situations, like like you said, Rich. It's you know, it's the the the, the kind of shit that, that you and the family are going through. It's it it yeah. I, I I'm I'll, I will keep talking, but it, it will not produce anything better than what you the way you already mm-hmm. put it. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. You know, it's it's just one of the uh, just one of those times to it, always a good time to call someone up, tell you love them, or give them a yeah. hug or whatever mm. so. absolutely yeah um i think with that we can we can wrap things up yeah uh, absolutely so uh you know again if you have any questions for us or have any comments or anything like that brose questions at gmail.com if you want them uh if you want them answered on the air or just have a general thought for us uh we'll be happy to take it off later as well um the podcast is on twitter at brose underscore podcast it's on facebook at brose podcast and it's on instagram at brose underscore podcast and of course you can listen to our show anywhere we find podcasts are bought and sold special thanks as always to tess riley for editing our show to mary o'brien for compiling our listener questions to shannon vogel who designed our world famous logo you can find shannon's work at shannon vogel photography and art on facebook or on etsy.com and our theme music is the song when by steven siebert you can listen to our his work at the free music archive uh, let's wrap things up with uh, plugs and Twitter and so on and so forth. Uh, Rich, why don't you go first? Uh, you can check me out on Twitter at B underscore Walnuts, where I sometimes just complain about things or post Funko Pops. And then watch me on twitch.tv slash B underscore Walnuts for video game streaming Monday, Tuesday, Thursday, and Sunday, as well as bonus action, the tabletop podcast for me and Sean and friends play D&D, and PodQuest, the nerdy roundtable talk show. Sean, what about you? Uh, you can find me at hey it's sob on Twitter and uh, at ob disc golf everywhere except Instagram where it's ob underscore disc golf and I'll be throwing frisbees intermittently. How about you, Tim? Uh, you can find me on Twitter, probably saying nothing at Tim R Hansen. Uh, and you can follow me on Twitter at mkaznel. That's m k a s z n e l. And I'll say stuff sometimes. <laughs> Sometimes. But not sometimes. Sometimes. Yeah. When I yeah. entirely at my discretion. Yeah. Oh, you right. had a very good tweet recently, Matt. I I forget what it was, Fuck but yeah. it really, really, you know. He's had a couple really of good ones me. lately. You had some bangers. Dude, just, you see, Matt is firing off bangers. <laughs> I won't use Twitter for like five days, and then I'll mm-hmm. tweet like nine times in an hour. Yeah. I'm like, that's what I'm about. Day. I'm about that. Yeah. Sean, yeah, may- I'm. Sorry, Mary. Mary had a great one too today, where she was like, "Some people don't think everyone hates them, and it really <laughs> and it shows." shows. Yeah. and I'm just like, "Yes, absolutely." <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Some people yeah, don't have diagnosed anxiety disorders, and it shows. <laughs> yeah. Mary I'm gonna, I'm gonna blow up Mary Spotter. Is a pineapple pony? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. There you go. Pineapple pony on Twitter. Yep, pineapple pony. Pineapple underscore pony. Yep, there it is. Some people are not constantly worried whether everyone is mad at them and it shows. <laughs> <laughs> and that's and that's the thing, is is that was like it was like three weeks after she had tweeted uh most recently. That's the <laughs> quality over quantity. Man. Exactly. You throw out a banger every once in a while and that's all you need. That's the best way yeah. to interact with Twitter because looking yep. at it too much is a good way to make you sad. 
Yes. And Tim, thanks for liking three of my tweets during the course of us recording. This <laughs> You're welcome. <laughs> I'm still looking. Say goodbye to the gentle listeners. Bye. 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 For Tim Anson, Rich Sweet, and Sean O'Brien and the entire Action News team. My name is Matt Casnell, reminding you all to be smart about being stupid. We did it. That's three. And we made it exactly midnight. Yes!